Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Getting a diagnosis, like, Mm. made me feel less crazy. Even if they're Mm. like, your diagnosis is you're crazy. I'm like, oh my God, I feel so much less crazy now that I know what's going on. That wasn't my diagnosis, but... um, (laughs) You're crazy. You're actually crazy. I'm like, who's Um, your therapist? I'm going to report them. Welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello, buddy. It's Iceman. And we have a very special guest today. Guess who is in the house? You will have to guess because I'm not sure if I can reveal her identity. Nope. But she is a big mood host. I'm the, incognito. You don't know who I am and you never will. You never will know. She is here anonymously to yes. offer some really expert advice. And because it's just such a vulnerable topic, the identity will not be revealed. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody will know. And if you're watching on YouTube, you will still have no idea because yeah. she is in disguise. <laughs> Half of my face is covered with Nikki's grandma glasses. Mm-hmm. They're not grandma glasses. They're Who actually Chanel or no Gucci. I yeah, was trying to feel the label you. from, they, from the, oh, and the Gucci. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. Um, so today so I, I decided, I thought, since it's May and it's actually Mental Health Awareness Month. I don't know if you know, nope. but it is. I thought it was going to be May. It's gonna. Be, it is May now, though. Yeah, but that's what everyone's been saying. It's about like May. halfway over, though. So the joke's so not. So the joke doesn't land. Mm. You can say it all through April. Got yeah. it. But once it's May, it's it's already May. There it is. Not gonna be May. Um, well, anyway, we've gone most of May without discussing mental health, and it's a topic that I think that I feel like it has become a little bit more destigmatized. Um, the more people have talked about mental health, I feel like when it was first talked about, people didn't really know what that was. And now we're having more discussions about depression and anxiety and opening more conversations. And I think in a lot of ways, it's really good because these were things that you might have had and didn't even know that was what it was called or, you know, what what you were dealing with. And now you you can. There's a lot of people talking about it. Would you agree? Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's it's super cool because it used to be kind of stigmatized, and now it's like people are very much more open about all of it. Yeah, and like even like you know people in media and celebrities and all that stuff are coming out and talking about it, which makes more people feel okay, I guess. Yeah, and so I think I like that for like May is mel- me- Mental Health Awareness Month that like people continue the conversation. And I feel like all of us three have dealt with mental health stuff in different ways so i wanted to talk about what kind of things you feel helped you most with your mental health first of all like what have you struggled with like is there anything in particular and then like what do you do to combat it i know just like for you you just flew in i mean anonymous you just flew in today <laughs> anonymous <laughs> and you are kind of you kind of get anxiety on planes and like you take mm-hmm. a xanax and mm-hmm. you have pharmaceuticals that you've found work for you i i don't know like i haven't explored as much of that world but um do you want to talk about that like what yeah i mean there's i've had all kinds of mental health issues like from so so many different areas (laughs) but if you want to talk about the easy one sure let's talk about the easy easy one one. yeah (laughs) um yeah airplanes um yeah i don't know i it's weird too because i used to fly all the time 
And especially when I was in a long distance relationship previously, I would fly once a month um, and never had an issue. And then all of a sudden after doing like transatlantic, like or just over ocean flights, like going to Japan, France and stuff like that, those getting so (laughs) shocky and something of me picturing myself dying in an ocean, like somehow, like I, I just can't get on a plane without feeling like we're gonna die now. And I don't know why, like, I don't know where that came from. Huh, so it, it really just started like- It started late in life, yeah. Weird. Well, and it got only worse after I left like the continental United States huh. flying. So I don't know why, but um, yeah, the only thing that I found, and I've flown short flights, two, three hour flights without it, without taking anything. But the best way for me to take a flight and not have a terrible experience, which I feel like adds up over time and like perpetuates the anxiety is to take I actually take Ativan I take a very small dose I get from my doctor and I don't take it like regularly at all because it's very dangerous like benzodiazepines are extremely dangerous and like if you have an addictive personality I definitely don't recommend it for you but for me because I know how dangerous they are I limit the use but it 100% works and um yeah you just like what like helps calm you down like yeah it's not like a high really it's just more like sleepy if anything it's not like a i mean to me i don't think it's a party drug because i would never take it to go to a party like i would take it to go to sleep like it helps in uh, insomnia sometimes too but um or if i ever have a panic attack because i've had panic disorder previously which i've kind of um worked on over the the past 20 years and it's like not as bad anymore but i used to get panic attacks pretty frequently but that immediately will knock out a panic attack nice so yeah i mean that's just one thing but there's you know there's other people who will say don't go to pharmaceuticals because they're dangerous and they change your brain chemistry and you can get addicted to them and all this other stuff and although i'm extremely well aware of that i control it very well that's good so what are the other people told me not to use accutane because it makes you want to kill yourself and i'm like bro yeah the damage is done dude the kids who are going to accutane in my opinion for me anyway it was the damage you were already fucked up like they want they this is what like none of the creams work. So they're low, already depressed because so of the low, exactly. Yeah. They don't even want to be around light. So yeah. like, just chill out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my experience with it because everyone when I when they found out I did Accutane, they're like, oh my god, did you want to kill yourself? I'm like, yeah, before. Yeah, Accutane like I was gave depressed a, because I like of this issue. Yeah, yeah. And Accutane gave me hope after because it actually helped control the oil, which was always the problem. I would tell the doctor, look, my face just gets so oily. I take a shower and 45 minutes later, my face is completely oily. Mm-hmm. And they're like, cool, here, take some erythromycin or whatever. And I'm like, dude, this never works. It's not a bacteria. You do have a lot of night sweats. I wonder if that's related. I don't know because it's not really oil; it's like perspiration. But oh, uh, that no, yeah, that was different. different right? So I I took three tours of Accutane to close my to close the pores more, right? So I don't get that anymore. Yeah, I haven't seen you have an oil. You have great skin now. Yeah, thank you. It, it took, worked. Took a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you you said you had like other issues. Mm-hmm. What what are some of those that you um, feel like you? So I mean, I feel like different doctors have tried to say I'm one thing or another at one point or another and they look to my family history and try to make assumptions and stuff but I think there's definitely always been kind of like a low level depression that's always been around um, and at times I, I have self-diagnosed and then had maybe one or two doctors suggest that perhaps I have like some sort of hypomania which would be like a low the lowest version of bipolar um, but I've never actually gotten um or had any like major manic episodes. So no, no one's really saying that that would be conclusive. Like they're not able yeah. to say that they really strongly believe that, but it could be like this, like probably the lowest level that someone could have where they could have months 
where they're super happy and then months where they're just super sad. But it's not like where bipolar can actually affect your work life, your personal relationships to where they, they like completely get ruined. You know, you can go to jail because your behaviors are so bad. Like, yeah. Um, so I think that um, that's so weird. That, that's exactly what my therapist said too. Um, I forget what she called it. It was like a low level depression. She said because I was like, I already know I have I've had depression. Like I already know that. But the what from what I was describing like on a week week to week basis, uh-huh. she was like, I think you have like a low level depression. That's like kind of always there yeah and um you just like it just gets acknowledged more in the silence right um but i was like oh that's interesting that i and she she kind of mentioned something like that and i said the same thing where i was like I've, i don't get the manic episodes like i don't like have nights where i'm like i need to do a bunch of shit and i'm not gonna sleep and like i don't get that because i've definitely dated people like that and mm. never had that i've always just been like more of a sleepy depressed yeah, so you probably wouldn't have, like... Because bipolar means, like, there's two poles, and then you swing yeah. between them, right? Well, I, I get very elated. Like, mm-hmm. I, uh, I've i told her, like, I feel all emotions... Uh, the entire spectrum of emotions, I feel them constantly. Like, it's always, like, a pendulum swinging. Mm-hmm. And, like, I feel extremely happy and grateful and, like, so, like, life is beautiful. I can't even believe this is my life. I love this life so much. And then I get, like, very, like what's the point I, I don't mean anything it doesn't matter and like yeah, I, I think I, I get, get that so too. so much of so it is poles but not a like energy pole like yeah. it's not like because when I'm really happy just I'm kind still of like mellow of, in it in like the a happiness. spectrum of things happen kind of all at once like a soup you have like yeah. an emotional soup versus swinging between and I two cry poles. at all of them like I cry yeah. when I'm so <laughs> yeah. happy and I cry yeah. when I'm so sad yeah. I cry when I'm mad and I cry when I'm frustrated yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then so that, I mean, um, generalized anxiety disorder, panic disorder, um, the, a lot of these things are things I've like, they've, I've kind of grown out of them. So like I used to have, um, what's the, hypochondria? Like yeah. really bad, like to where I like really thought there was always something wrong with I me. Like that. I would be Googling it constantly. I w- I've been to the doctor tons of times for tons of tests over the years. Yeah, and I feel like out of everyone I know, I've you've been to the doctor the most. It. Yeah, people ask, people ask for like general medical advice, just kind of like up in the air. And I'm like, I already know the answer to that. If you, <laughs> in case you're curious, it's this, because I've Googled it a thousand times. Um, so yeah, there's just been a ton of stuff that I've dealt with um, over the years. And some of it kind of will be in a season. Like I'll have a season where the depression is really strong or I'll have a season where just panic and anxiety will not leave me. And then I'll have a season where everything's just kind of fucking cool. Like, and I'm just chilling and going about life. So basically I've never medicated anything besides my panic disorder, Mm. which is what I take the Xanax for on flights or if I have um, like a panic attack. And and have you like seen like a therapist on a regular basis or just mostly as um what is it psychiatrist that can prescribe medication well or? i get the the ad well, i actually take out we say xanax because it's a more popular term but um so i get that from my primary doctor mm. um but a psychiatrist would typically be the one to do it in some states only psychiatrists are even allowed to prescribe them now because they're just so dangerous but yeah um yeah so i've been throughout my whole entire life in and out of therapy and different uh, like stages and, and different like strengths. I don't know the like like um some some of it's just like low level kind of life coaching and some of it's like very serious mm-hmm. like psych, psych psychiatric like help or whatever. But I've never been in a facility or anything. But there's but there was one time where I thought I fucking lost my mind. Wow. Um, years years ago because I was just so depressed and I like didn't know what was happening and I've had 
probably a couple of episodes, maybe a handful, like five, where I felt like I kind of had even a dissociative. Yeah. um, But that was just like the word that I think what what happens is the anxiety gets so bad. Yeah. That my body just like tries to numb me from it. Yeah. But then that feels even weirder. Like to that dissociative feeling feels so weird. I haven't had one since um, you were there, actually. Mm-hmm. I haven't had one since we, uh, we actually went on our Mexico trip, our girls trip. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah. Like, because I was saying how you seem like a completely different person from that trip. Um, like it, since that trip or on that trip? Both. Like both. Like, like since that day? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you've definitely changed, like yeah. done a 180 since yeah. that time period in your life. Yeah. Um, so much has changed. Yeah. I feel like you like really found yourself and like you're like more in tune with what your wants and needs are and what mm-hmm. you want out of life and like more on the path to getting those things. And I've like even like with your looks and appearance, you've played around with it until you found something that you're more confident with. And mm-hmm. I just feel like you're a whole different person, like in the best way. Um than than you were back back then but then also on that particular trip you were definitely like going through something Mm -hmm. that wasn't just like oh this is who jess is right now it's like this is yeah that was like an episode Well, we did something that what triggered it was we did a sound bath yeah we were in tulum and we did a sound bath and and i don't know what happened but like i meditated harder than i've ever meditated in my life and i literally my soul split in half i think i don't know what the fuck happened yeah and I, I wasn't even didn't take anything. You know like, what I, I was? It wasn't like an ayahuasca bullshit. It was like literally sober in the morning sound bath. Yeah, split my fucking psyche. I in think half. that you were repressing a lot of shit. I think so too. Because like that's what happens is if you ignore your emotions because of whatever reason, whether like you just want to be more control of them or you don't want to believe whatever. Yeah, you don't want to believe is maybe it. really happening or like you've been socially conditioned to not not yeah. sh- express those things there's a lot of that, yeah. a lot oh, of that. this is very normal yeah. yeah don't worry about it bury your feelings like yeah, yeah. don't cry it's inappropriate right yeah, now yeah. or whatever like i like those don't go away they just get repressed and then something like a vibration or a sound or something can just trigger it even like someone saying certain things for some people it's like trigger words even or like trigger smells mm-hmm. or sounds or whatever it is um can unlock everything that you've been like storing and it just comes flooding out and that's kind of what happened to you on that trip i remember Mm -hmm. like after the sound bath you just like had just this flood of emotions and you couldn't even describe it you Mm -hmm. weren't like i'm mad or i'm sad or what it was just like a flood of emotions yeah i don't even know how to describe it still yeah it was but i think it was healthy it was like you were purging all this stuff like that needed to come out it was like a cleansing that's actually what i was going to talk about too because i was like what has helped me most with mental health issues first of all i think going to a therapist and like understanding like your mental health like not feeling crazy because before i knew what i think was i just felt crazy all the time i told my parents that i felt well not my parents my mom that i thought i might have depression and she didn't really know what that was she was kind of just this the stereotype of like of bipolar and like she's like well you don't have manic episodes and she was like the first one to be like yeah it's not you don't have it and i think that's why it's so important to like be able to have open conversations so people understand more of of what it is not just one blanket thing like 
all depressed people are like this or like yeah. all yeah because people can and she didn't know she's just trying to help you yeah of course well her generation her too the manic depressant that was what everyone was like your mom yeah or your auntie or someone they were in the bed they gave them lithium they were manic depressant like so yeah if, if you're you gonna have, see a professional if you like, didn't have you those have, exact yeah. things then no you don't have anything exactly because you're not this this is what you know this is what her mom had she was manic depressant on lithium in the bed and she never got out and wow. that's what their generation yeah saw. like you're yeah. not that yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And so for a while, I was just like, okay, something's, I'm just weird. And like, I'm not fitting in. And like, I mean, my entire childhood, I felt like, like that. But then seeing a professional, the first good therapist, and that's another thing is like finding the right one. Because I feel like a lot of them, like, I don't know, I just didn't feel like they understood what I was saying. And yeah. you really have to have someone that, that can listen and like really understands like what you're trying to say. And the first one I had was more of like opening up of what traumas live in the body from childhood that like whatever coping mechanisms you came up with as even a baby like things you don't remember you don't remember any of the reasons why you came up with it you just did that because you're a baby and you're trying to survive and so the way she did that was like, like unpacking like what was your what was your parents situation what was your life like when you were born like and well uh, my parents had to work full-time and they dropped me off at a babysitter and um, the babysitter was like old and she wasn't really used to taking care of kids. And there was probably periods of time where I was just left alone for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I have like a constant feeling of loneliness and I sometimes cry like just randomly. Like I just feel really like alone, like and not lonely. like I want to hang out and be yeah. around people. But I just like like inside mm -hmm. feel like no one well you're the reason why you feel happy or fulfilled or alone yeah. or not alone right it's not even really about the people around you yeah because you can feel alone in a room for like so exactly. yeah that makes sense it's not it's not it that you need people room. to not feel alone but yeah and so it's like you developed coping mechanisms as a baby um to deal with that like because as a baby you don't know like oh my parents are gone because they have to provide for food for us so they have to work and, like you don't have any logic like that you're just like my mom left like I'm supposed to be nurtured right now. I need food. I need skin to skin. There was like very little skin to skin contact. Like is yeah, what we... all of that. I missed all of that. Yeah. yeah. And so all of that contributes to how you felt and developed um, an emotional security blanket. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize all that. But my therapist was like, yeah, you have a short emotional security blanket. So you can get overwhelmed quickly. And then like you only express it like how you developed when you were a baby and for me it's like spinning out crying like not knowing what to do so i'm just like i just like want to bury myself in a closet and cry um and it was a lot of like rewiring that and then then changing it to healthy coping mechanisms and then as a child like my dad wouldn't let me cry which is like the only way I can let them let these emotions mm -hmm. out is by like they just it comes teeming up here and then I can't then I cry but my dad was like you can only cry if you're physically hurt and like would yell at me if I cried over like anything yeah. and and so it led to like like trying to like repress all the crying and then I just felt so stunted like anytime feelings would come up because I wasn't allowed to express them but it would really hurt to keep them inside and so there's a lot of fucked upness there and that was a lot of like undoing but i feel like a professional really helped with that yeah um you haven't seen a professional before have you no and a lot I, of men don't yeah is it do you think it has something to do with um with gender or like 
you know, feeling like you need to be a man or. I'm I, sure. But it, for me, it's just one of those things where uh, I would rather resources be used on you. I Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I'm good. Like, whatever it is, I, I, I'll deal with it. Like, I've gotten much better at it, too. Like I Yeah, because I, I don't agree with this. Yeah, I don't yeah. either. <laughs> well, I know, but that, I'm just, you asked me a question. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, so that's that's really my answer is that I um, I think I just don't ever feel like I deserve it. That's definitely something you should talk to a professional about. Yeah. I mean, I see that in my dad. I see that in every man, my brother. I see that in every man. They're yeah. like, why? I don't need to. They're like, that's going to be a ridiculous you know, like notion that I would need to go talk expense. to someone. And I'm like, probably need it the most. There's so many things that we can all see, like in my brother and my dad. I'm like, there's so many things that I feel like you could have worked through, but you just, you're like well, going to keep it in. Even like the things you guys are talking about right yeah. now, like I've been pretty quiet because I don't relate to what you're mm-hmm. saying. So I'm just listening in. But sometimes we, like, you don't know that you don't relate because you don't you bury you it. bury like sure. you buried some like your stress so much that it only comes out in overworking or it only comes out mm-hmm. in oh just excessively overdoting on your wife or something else like you're like you could be repressing something mm-hmm. and you don't know because you won't even allow yourself to see it so i only know these things because i've been in therapy for so long mm-hmm. where they're like this behavior like this came from this you know but i, I wouldn't have had yeah, the reason why i can talk about it now yeah. is because someone pointed out what i was doing yeah, you know, and they they've studied patterns of many people who yeah. have similar symptoms, and like that's what happened with them, and like like a lot of backgrounds match and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think that I don't need it or them better than it. It just always has been something where I'm like, oh well, that's I would rather Nikki gets the help she needs because you've definitely like you've been diagnosed and all kinds of stuff that you needed to have happen that gave you clarity. Yeah, which is good. Which I mean, I, I'm glad for. And I'm always, we always push therapy on the show too. I, I'm very, I believe in it. I just don't know that there's something in my core that I'm like, man, I really got to deal with this. You know, I think maybe years ago I probably could have used it, mm-hmm. but I think I came out of the other end of that, thank God. And so, like, right now I don't feel like I'm where I was then. So I feel like I'm better now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't deny that you've like absolutely made progress. And that's why I kind of wanted to like here's some of your process of what how you've helped your own mental health and uh i also do think that everybody could at least see a therapist for a few sessions to like I believe unlock some things yeah. and it would help healing because the other part of it is the physical aspect which i didn't realize until i had SIBO and had to go see uh, a gut health specialist and the number one thing she said she didn't ask me about my diet she didn't ask me about my exercise the first thing she asked me about is what my work life was like she asked me what my work life was like and what my schedule was like because she said that the number one thing that causes a lot of diseases and stops digestion and just does a lot of fucked up shit to you is stress Mm -hmm. and the way that you manage stress and there's so many different kinds of stress there's work related stress there's uh environmental stress there's um like uh, lack of sleep stress there's like so many different there's physical stress um so she was she was like you we need to take like a bunch of different stress points off of your plate in order for your gut health to even see any slight improvement and so for you i only worry that you there might be stuff you're holding on to or repressing or something that you don't even know about that is going to cause like a physical health issue i see yeah yeah I, I don't really um boy i'm trying to think of the last time i really felt stressed out i mean i don't really sit there and stress about things either so i just um you know 
like even what just happened with me in crypto like mm-hmm. i'm i'm good you know what i mean like yeah like it's just one of those things where it's like damn that was a that was a fucking crazy experience like to have yeah. your your favorite shitcoin go to fucking zero is crazy yeah um but because i de-risked like months ago i think i'd be in a much worse spot frankly like if i didn't de-risk months ago like in february yeah and i told all my people i'm like yo i'm gonna de-risk because like all this shit with with the war and putin i'm like i'm just gonna get take some off the table just just for my own sanity and that helped me sleep even and then so now we we just had this hugely horrible situation with with tara luna and then i was like wow that was like like a wipeout moment but I'm not out of the game. So mm. for me, be, like I'm a survivor in like the purest sense. Like it, as long as you keep me in the game, I know I'll get back to where I was. Like I do it every time. So I, and I, you know, and I'm not really being overconfident either. I've just done it every time. So it's not something that I'm like, I, I have my process. It works like, you know, and you got to be able to pivot. You got to be able to stay open for more to new information as well. But I just have, I just know that I'll be fine because I've done it so many times now that it's like, okay, yeah, okay, the game got, the game, you know, took a left turn on me, but because I de-risked, I'm not sitting here, like, all emotionally scrambling. I'm very much like, okay, like, on to the next mission, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's totally, that's awesome for, like, logically, and that you're able to talk yourself talk about it to yourself and like break it down and rationalize and like be like yeah this is why we don't feel bad and then we don't feel bad is there was there any ever a point where like you did feel like really overwhelmed by emotions and like had to develop a process for dealing with them so that like when things like this come up that you are able to like filter it and get more grounded or like what do you think the difference is between you and then the guy that like loses his fucking shit because you know how many people like that day lost their fucking shit yeah so like what can you give to i think that some people just think that they got lucky and they'll never be able to do it again Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and 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 that's so it's just logic for you you think that they're not thinking logically and that's why they're emotional because there was like suicide hotlines and all this shit going up and i was like well why why are you so calm when everyone else is losing their shit i have rules never invest more than you're willing to lose right it sounds like a meme but it's real yeah Mm -hmm. Like, I never put that much in. So all of it was basically just fucking hangout profits. Like, it, it went up like crazy. Picked the right, made the right moves. Didn't get the right exit. But because I exited months ago, it doesn't feel the same, right? As it would, as I can't imagine for some so people. So you just didn't really get dropped that hard on to have an emotional response? I've been dropped on hard before, right? So Like, like in other times in life, right? When, oh, when sure. you've had an emotional thing. I, I like was how bullied you... all throughout, like, middle yeah. school and all that stuff that everyone deals with, too. But um, it's really just, um, I view challenges as just something where it's like, like, for example, when I was getting bullied. I could just hate those bullies back. You know what I mean? Like I could just hate them back or I could even hurt them or whatever. But it wasn't productive to do that. Like it did nothing for me to do that. So like in a situation like this, I'm like, okay, well, how can I be productive? Can I be mad at a computer screen? Well, no, that's not going to make me productive, right? Like can I can I sit here and go, oh, I should have, would have, could have? Well, that's not going to make me productive. Can I take a lesson out of it? That's great. Yeah, I'll do that, right? Okay, so what did I learn, right? You know, pay myself more on the way up. No problem. Like, that's an easy one to remember. And it's even better to have gone through something like this so that you're like, 
you really instinctually understand that lesson. So next it's probably time. just age and experience where you don't react to things the same way because you've seen it before. Yes. You know different outcomes now. I'm a war veteran in this yeah. game, dude. I've so been... like it, probably for a lot of people with age, things do get easier just based on I think experience, experience yeah. yeah. Experience. But, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that like I didn't, wake up the next day and go should have done that should have done that i did i like did you all beat that. yourself up a little I beat bit myself up but in a yeah. productive way to yeah. to help cement the or lesson you didn't let it go on too long no fuck yeah. no i was i was very much done beating myself up within i mean i was even talking to my people like the night that tara died so like it's you have to if you and, and i wouldn't be able to do any of this if i hadn't gone through it before like i you know was in ethereum early um I, I bought my first Bitcoin 2013. That shit went down. Then, like within five days, it went down from like 1,200 bucks each to like three, like a 120, like within days. And then, you know, I was buying Ethereum early, like between six and eight dollars. That went all the way to 1,200 bucks. I got out at like 350 into another coin that forexed, and then went down 90 percent. So, like, you know, and that was probably the worst. That was the worst lesson that I had to learn, which was just like, you know. Um, you, you pivoted, made the right moves, right? But you didn't, you didn't get out in time. And for this run, I was about to get out. That's, that's, that's probably the most frustrating part. Like anybody who knows me or anybody who's in my crypto group, like I was talking about how this is the fourth quarter of the game. And like, this is the time when it's time to, you got to look at the clock and you got to be ready to make the moves to get out. I didn't, you know, I did, you know, get ready for that in february but i could have done so much a better lot more, yeah. a lot more but because of what i went through the last time february happened thank god right because i'm still in the game so as long as i'm still in the game and I, st I still have my shoes on and i still got my jersey on i know i can win but and i think that's for some people and it sucks man i think that they should i, I mean they should get help like it's just numbers on a screen until you cash it out like i i wish to god um everyone could understand that because of what happened like that's just so sad and um so yeah but um like i said when i hear about like the idea that i should be on the phone with a therapist and cutting someone in the line who really needs it is how i feel i guess even though i know that's not how it actually is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that's just how i feel it's just a yeah, weird thing i feel like still i just still feel like it's just kind of like a manly thing like yeah. because they they they're just so trained to feel like they just got it figured out enough it's I'm good enough. I don't need anything. And yeah. every man I know says it's the same like, shit. It's like good a, enough, almost right? an attack on their intelligence. Like, well, I'm smart enough to figure it out. I know myself. And I'm not going to lie. I'm like, right here, by I've, the way. <laughs> I felt that way before, like where I went to a couple therapists first. Then I was like, they don't get me. Like, basically, they're saying things that my there's mom could tell dumb, me. There's a lot of dumb ones. Yeah, you could be wasting uh, time and money it, to find. A, I'm yeah, not even saying that. It's just, yeah. I, no, I'm just saying that, like, for me, like, I, I think there was like a. Well, maybe, you know, I'm too self-analytical already and like yeah. I no don't one's gonna really be able to it. help. Yeah, you. they're not gonna yeah. be able to help more than I can already help myself by looking at journals or like that's just that logic I've written thinking. And, yeah, figuring yeah. my own self yeah. out. Um but yeah, what what were you Well it's also perspective for me too. Like I you know, my mom just got diagnosed with cancer a couple months ago. Yeah. And Sorry she you know, it's okay, but yeah. she's coming out the other end and for me, I'll take that ten times over compared to like stupid numbers on a screen, right? Like like that that stuff's not who I am, right? Like if it was, I could understand like the devastation. But the numbers on the screen wasn't who I am. It's very much um you know, I'm very thankful for a lot of the things that I have in my life. So so I mean very thankful. Like so 
you know, it, that perspective really helps key in on my emotions during shit like that, where it's like, man, I have so much to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. On that note, we are going to go on a break, but when we come back, we will, I would love to continue diving more into this and unpacking some more stuff about your mental health and different aspects. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blythe. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Hello, we are back. I hope you buy whatever we told you to buy. Um, we are going to continue this conversation about mental health. I would, uh, I would like to come back and hear more on maybe like, because there was a period of time where you were very depressed. It was like, to a year and a half ago, two years ago. Two years ago. And we actually talked about it on our Patreon. By the way, if you want to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky, S-T-I-K-K-I. We do bonus episodes uh, called Should They Don't Tell You After Dark. And we kind of talk about what we're going through currently at the moment. Stuff that we haven't figured out yet or processed. Um, stuff that we're still currently trying to process. And it's like kind of in real time. And Steve has cried quite a few times on that show. It's a great show. Because he uh, was going through depression, didn't realize it until like mid- recording yeah for sure um so i want to talk more about that That was july of two, 2019 i remember that i yeah. actually remember that to myself 2019 yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. i yeah. actually watched that episode i think yeah. yeah 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 that was like a big deal because like you don't i mean you don't cry very often no and um maybe those are your little therapy sessions exactly. little therapy, little ther- little ther- therapy, therapy sessions. sessions i'm your therapist yeah but no but that I, it is good to have a place to talk i mean that's been great about this show and in other places i'm at like jk and stuff it's great to be able to talk mm-hmm. about how you feel about you can things. Outlet. oh i think that i believe in that yeah. a thousand percent yeah i mean if you have friends where you feel like you can talk honestly and openly about things as they're happening maybe you have less of a need to have a therapist as compared to other people who may not have I'm not even saying Anyone. I don't need one. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But like, yeah, the immediate thing but I think like I could have used years ago. You have support system, yeah. you know, in your life where some people don't. So. Yeah. I should have years ago, frankly. Yeah. I should have. I was yeah. in that thing for way too long. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Another thing that really helped me out, and I don't know if this is true for you, Jess, but um, I mean, anonymous, um, <laughs> is uh, getting... Anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> getting a diagnosis, like... Hmm made me feel less crazy even if they're like your diagnosis is you're crazy i'm like oh my god i feel so much less crazy now that i know what what's going on that wasn't my diagnosis but um <laughs> you're crazy you're actually crazy i'm like who's um, your therapist i'm gonna report them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, no, but last year um, in April, I got diagnosed with ADHD. And I like I think like me before then, uh, maybe a lot of people out there just hear ADHD and they have like a really like general version of their in their head of what that is or what that's like or maybe they even think it's overused or yeah. cliche because i feel like everybody has adhd it does feel cliche right? for some reason in the like, 90s it was yeah like yeah every kid well, that now i knew I think was it's ADHD. Like coming back because like a lot of tiktoks and like stuff like make you feel like you have everything under the sun but for me it was that in combination with um being on the spectrum like i'm very like like on the low loosely end. on the yeah, low end yeah. of the spectrum uh like i think it would be classified as light asperger's back in the day they don't call it that anymore because it was like that's like a guy that guy's a nazi but um oh, i didn't know that so yeah we, they changed we don't it use to the just term say, anymore yeah that's why they Is changed autistic it still it's, okay? yeah it's all under the autism umbrella autism of like spectrum. autism level one or whatever um but i had no idea and i would never even have uh, have agreed to even try to get diagnosed for that if Steve hadn't pointed it out and then I was also on JK saying certain things while Steve had previously I thought joked about me being on the spectrum but then a lot of the things I was saying people in the comments were like that actually is uh, autism related yeah and I was like no way and then they started gathering like they started adding up so I started really deeply looking into it and then looking at like what are the most accurate free online tests that you can kind of see if maybe you should even ask someone yeah exactly and i was always like right on the fence like a little bit into the spectrum but like on the fence and i'm like is it or is it is it just like a faulty test i took it many times and uh and then i was like i think i probably am and when i started reading personal stories of other people who were like me who did get a diagnosis i was like holy shit like that filled in so many gaps of childhood of feeling like mm-hmm. an alien trying to figure out the world and and like feeling like i could just never like fit in or understand or get it right and like everyone mm-hmm. else felt like they just knew innately what to do socially and i just didn't and i was very socially behind but they almost skipped me a grade because i was so ahead academically mm-hmm. but so behind socially so they're, that was the only reason they didn't skip me was right. they were like you're already young for your grade and then like you're really behind socially like i just had i just wanted to like do little kid things still when everyone else had moved on to like boyfriends and nails and like cool things and uh i knew you were on the spectrum when we were in the club and you started crying because you were overwhelmed by like <laughs> the amount of, yeah. yeah i was yeah. like oh she really is autistic <laughs> yeah and i like, didn't know that was you're like oh it's too much it's too much and it makes and me I was feel like crazy oh my god it honestly made me feel insane because i felt like this isn't socially acceptable i've learned that like a lot of autistics like we learn from a young age like we're studying people to try to fit in with people yeah but and you it's just, like we're so still... this is not acceptable i shouldn't do this but i you, you like can't help it at you some are point. too far too overwhelmed by yeah, the stimulus called, and i was like wow it's called sensory overload yeah. i learned and i saw yeah. that it happen in real time and i was like i honestly have never seen that happen in real time like for I someone to get ima- like immediately and overwhelmed. i had never seen it either with other people's which made me feel like oh my god i'm like so crazy like no one else reacts this way yeah and how can in my head it's like how is no one else reacting this way it is so you overwhelming feel it so strongly yeah that i'm like it's crazy to me that no one else feels that way everyone's like having a good time i'm like i'm so jealous because i'm like it looks so fun. They look it's just like people that smoke pot. I'm like, it looks so fun for them. They're just like chilled out. I think I'm gonna die every time. Yeah. Um 
But yeah. I was so whack about all your guys' little girl times. So I'm like, God damn it. Well, that's fine. You guys want to do this thing where it's like only girls, but I'm going to have to go pick this bitch up. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like. It became so, too much. Yeah. I was like, okay, so I have to I have to sit here at home and, and try to keep myself yeah. awake because and I know that she's going to need yeah. me. I knew she would, too. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. But actually getting diagnosed with ADHD, like, okay, so I looked in the diagnosis and for females, adult females, it is the hardest thing to di- get diagnosed for autism because Females already in general, or whether you're neurotypical or neurodiverse, they already are conditioned to mask and like try to blend into society and try to like, you know, put on a certain face. So it's very hard for someone to diagnose. You have to do a lot of like live sessions. They do a lot of live testing that's like 12 hours long. For All them they had to, to do was come to my birthday party. I know. <laughs> All they had to do was show up to my birthday no party. Shit. And for females, it's five thousand dollars, and it wasn't it wasn't covered by my insurance. And I just didn't need it. Like, I don't need special aid or anything. No. Like, that's a lot of the things that you can get with a diagnosis, like, that, like, a lot of people on Someone's the spectrum do need. on the spectrum, yeah. Yeah, um, I didn't have anything where, like, I felt like, oh, it interrupts my ability to no. operate in my life. So yeah. I just didn't feel the need to go through with the official diagnosis. I had read enough through forums that it completed it like made me understand and then when i got diagnosed for adhd there's a lot of crossover so a lot of times like they'll go hand in hand like if you have one you might have the other um and even just getting that diagnosis and fully understanding it i cried for like months of happiness of just like feeling seen like and understood and like validated that like there's other people in the world like me and I really feel like that was a turning point in my depression um, where up until that point, I just would go through these periods of self-hatred of just feeling like I will never belong anywhere. And that's maybe where the loneliness comes from, too, is like I just felt like no one is like me and no one understands me and I'll just never belong anywhere. And then reading all those stories and like really understanding like that my brain just operates differently, especially in social situations and that it's not a bad thing because it operates differently in other ways in like a really productive way. Like I, I'm more creative, like a lot of people on the spectrum or superpower or yeah I think the superpower, superpower that like a lot of <laughs> she's cheating at poker with this yeah i'm cheating at poker for sure yeah, by they being too autistic. Autistic. Nah, do nah. Poker. it's like the, it's like letting the x-man do poker yeah it's like i don't know it's like they need to have or autistic or table <laughs> and then regular table mm-hmm. and then you don't get to mix 100 it's true because like the adhd is like the hyper focus like you're hyper yeah, yeah. in the game and then the autism's like doing all the pot odds yeah, and calculations yeah. and like yeah, it is a good game for for that. Yeah, yeah. I do agree. You. It does help. Yeah. Oh yes. But I I heard a weird thing too that if you ask a neurotypical if they value what did you call me, dude? a neurotypical, <laughs> wow. um, if we they, are offended, would yeah, you do you value uh what do you value more creativity or productivity? Oh, that's tough though. I I, I love them. For me, they're both in my life. Yeah. Like very much so. Hmm. What do I value more, productivity or creativity? In myself or just in the world? I think that's... I think in yourself. In myself? I think I do... I don't know. Because I feel pretty good about myself the times that I've been able to do something that felt creative because I just never thought that I could. Yeah. But 
I think I do focus more on productivity, probably. Like, that's just generally what guides my life. So maybe in a roundabout way, I yeah value that more. I don't know. What do you, what would you say? Ooh, it's, that's a toughie for me. Um, I would probably say, yeah, I like knowing that I just did a bunch of shit. So yeah, probably productivity. Yeah, so I said creativity immediately. And that is... You guys said that like that that answer productivity is usually what a neurotypical would say, and then a neurodiverse person would say creativity, and w- couldn't see it any other way. Yeah. And I do value productivity too. Like obviously, I like getting my shit done. Like, uh, but I think it's more of a way that I feel guilty if I didn't, and like I feel more like I'm gonna get in trouble. That's true. Mm-hmm. And um and less. I mean, I feel that like, too a little bit. And I also think that, like what you said, like I don't I value both in the world. I do think that every person was meant to be a creator. I think mm. that like that's like the seed of life is like is like you everybody is given this gift that you can create number one, you can create your reality in your life. Yeah. And number two, like when you create stuff and put it into the world, that is productive. It is like a like you're giving life to things in the world, whereas like a destructive force is like taking away things from the world. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so I do think that we like everybody was meant to create things, but um, I don't know if it's a so- if a socially conditioned thing or if it's just something innately in neurotypical people or what makes it different. But I think they're both needed in the world, and so I guess just understanding that my brain just works differently or sees things differently is better than feeling like I'm a fucking crazy person that, that is wrong about my perspective. Yeah, that's important. It. Yeah. Because for years you got chastised for, for yes. the way your brain works. And I felt just wrong. And yeah. or even like I ask a lot of questions yeah. because I have to fill in every gap in a story. Like if someone's telling me a story and then there's like a little piece missing, I hone in on that little piece and I can't get to, I can't, they can't finish their story because I need this piece to and be by the filled. way if you're trying to do it's really annoying for people and you don't remember everything it, this is her most annoying quality <laughs> or yeah. if, if i was there during the conversation and you're quoting it wrong oh god yeah like if you have to fill inaccuracies, it in yeah you have to yeah, fill it in even if it doesn't matter, matter <laughs> i i can't see like i can't zoom out and be like this part doesn't matter it's yeah. like wait why is this inaccurate and i correct it and it has rubbed people the wrong way one they either think they're being interrogated by me asking a lot of questions chastised for being wrong yeah Yeah. or yeah exactly like i'm trying to overcorrect people or be chast or chastise them or like i'm a know-it-all and like i actually it's this but in my head i'm like oh if i say something inaccurate i want someone to correct me and so i'm thinking that i'm like helping and that's just a i found out that's like a trait of like on the spectrum like things being accurate and needing like a completed picture which is also what makes us like really good detectives because like like i know when things are missing from a story Mm -hmm. and um and so yeah just seeing things that i used to feel bad about and be like man people don't like me for these things and i need to change them or now i'm like oh but it's useful for Mm these for these situations if i can just recognize that I don't need to ask a bunch of questions and like fill in all the gaps in every social situation and just kind of let people like do their thing unless it's very important for like a project or like some like work related activity. Like just don't don't ask a bunch of questions. Don't rub people the wrong way. But if it's something that needs that, like that's a really good skill to have. And don't like shun yourself from from having that because I would just like punish myself for being like, I just why do I need to know all the questions? I need to know why everything is 
the way it is. Like I have to know why or else I can't sleep at night. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that getting diagnosed and really understanding that part of my brain just like totally helped me accept who I am as a whole person and not just accept parts of myself. I think that was really important. So I highly recommend like if there's just something that makes you feel crazy and like misunderstood, like see a professional and like don't stop seeking the answer. <sighs> yeah, a lot. I agree. But, yeah, I think um the only thing I've actually been like 100% diagnosed with was the panic disorder. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of you sound like you have depression. You sound like you have this. You sound like you have that. But can't tell if it's situational or whatever. Right. Um, So I don't I think I guess that that did help me because when I realized, oh, it's a panic disorder, it was it was easier for me to walk myself down from it when it was occurring versus me thinking I'm literally actually dying. Yeah. So I think that was, I, I would say it's been helpful in that way, but for me to not get a fully solid diagnosis of like the depression or the generalized anxiety or whatever else could be going on, if it's hypomania or some like low level bipolar or whatever it could possibly be just based on my family history. Um, I don't know, that that hasn't really felt resolved, like I guess. Yeah, yeah, so, and then because I personally... I feel that things have come and gone and so it feels situational. Mm. So I think that someone could diagnose me or could have diagnosed me at one point in time, but that I don't, that today I don't think it would have applied. Interesting. So yeah. things that I've gone through, like in my college age, um, certain traumas that I was dealing with right after something terrible had happened to me. Um, yeah, I was depressed at that time. Yeah, they wanted me to go on Lexapro or some shit. I didn't. And then, you know, like 20 years later, I'm like, I would not, I don't need that. Like that, yeah. that was something that I was going through at that time. Um, and I figured out a way to it's deal like with it. But I didn't, not chemical. Yeah, yeah. So for me, even though, but everyone thinks like, cause my mom had a ton of mental illness. It's in my family, just all over the place. My cousins, like you can kind of tell which cousins got more of it than others. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's definitely in my family. And, um, but for me, I, I don't know if it comes across as being, inconsiderate when sometimes I'm like I don't know if you really need medication for everything or because for me probably my situation was just that a lot of it was like condition based like this bad things happening and then I I was able to get over it so if if I give that advice then it could be wrong advice whereas someone could actually just have a chemical imbalance but I, I do think a little bit though it's possible that more people think that they have an actual chemical problem than they do actually yeah do. i do think yeah. there's a lot of people that just have like poor situation going on in their life right now like like you said work stress relationship stress like physical stress if they have a disability or something like there's probably mm-hmm. a lot of conditional things that are happening that could be changed but a lot of people don't like for you to say that because it it makes people think that you're brushing off their yeah. mental illness or whatever but I, yeah. yeah but I, I don't think it should be that way i think we should just be open to saying like hey this could potentially just be conditional and maybe there's things that you can do outside of either focusing too much on it uh, m- medicating right over it without like really trying other things first if you've been like for 20 years you know like just down and fucked up and like there's yeah. some people there's someone in our life that i'm like i think you need medicine because i honestly think that you have a chemical imbalance i think i know who you're talking and so, about so i yeah there's i feel like i can kind of tell the difference a little bit yeah. between someone who just like really doesn't want to put in the effort to maybe change their circumstances in life and like has just kind of stayed down in the dumps and is just comfortable there and then just 
brushes it off like oh i'm just depressed i'm it'll never get better and i'm like well you haven't tried anything else yeah and a lot of people will say well you can't with depression you can't try anything else and i'm like well yeah some people have been able to push out of that and didn't need medication and got to the other side so it's yeah. it's a very tight rope which is why you need professional assistance Absolutely. right like my first the first good psychologist i went to um the one that like helped rewire like baby coping mechanisms that i wired in there um she actually was the one because i was like i think i have a chemical depression and then she was like okay you might maybe like let's we won't rule it out but let's explore everything else first mm -hmm. she says that like a lot of things people think are chemical because they're so deeply rooted and you've never done any work to like unroot them and mm -hmm. like try to rewire healthy coping mechanisms in there that you just have lived with it so long you think it's just chemical yeah and so we did like the deep like psychological work first and she's like if you still feel like you need something extra after we do all the work like i have a good psychiatrist i can refer you to yeah. and then they can like examine you and like um recommend like whatever they think is best but let's really try to like unpack it psychologically yeah without drugs first and i i preferred that method i know there's a lot of people that do have chemical depression and like that like they need it immediately or whatever but well, like I, the drug was yeah. able was help help them through the therapy which then maybe they didn't need the drug later yeah so yeah. it could, it go, could, it go, could go either way yeah. but i personally don't really like to take medication um yeah. for anything like i don't even take tylenol i don't take advil i don't take anything for any ailment at all um because i feel like i'm very sensitive to even like drinking alcohol, I get drunk within like two yeah. sips. Like yeah, I'm know. like we know <laughs> very sensitive to like toxins, and yeah. so I don't like to take things, and I do feel almost more scared or more like anxiety about it changing me to take a, a yeah. medicine or then a substance. to just live with it. Yeah, or, yeah. or develop some other healthy yeah. way or habits or mm -hmm. something. So I was really open to trying those things first. But that also is just me speaking at anecdotally that I right. I don't know if I'm on the same page as you. Like, I don't know if that's just, you know, that was what my psychologist said and it was personal for me. I found it to be true, but yeah. I don't know because I don't have the I don't know if I have the other kind. Um, my second therapist said that I had that low level depression that's mm -hmm. always there. And that could be true, but I don't know if it what's chemical, what's not. Yeah. And I just think that I have. I feel like a therapist, a good one, can give you the tools at least to help you through things when they come up. So when I do have an episode, like I have more tools now than I used to. And I kind of like understand myself better. Like, oh, this is happening because this instead of just like this is happening and I don't know why. And now I feel crazy. Yeah, that still does happen sometimes, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last time it happened, though? It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I usually can pinpoint or like if I just calm down enough, I have had panic attacks still occur, but usually they're they're either induced by something that just happened, like so conditional, or I'm really sensitive to things happening in the world. Like, mm -hmm. and I don't even like to watch the news or read anything about the news because I'm, I start like feeling whatever emotion that is Mm -hmm. like that's being portrayed in that article or in that piece of media and it's really hard for me to get rid of it like to take it off it could affect me for like a week like if i oh, wow. if i like read or hear or see like shootings or people getting like violently beat like mm -hmm. i 
can't get out of that for mm. like a week and it really interrupts everything else in my life so sometimes i just have a crazy panic attack this has happened a few times and then the next day i'll read something on twitter or steve will talk about something and he's like that happened the same exact time you had a panic the attack. vegas shooting was the biggest one the vegas shooting was the biggest one she definitely had a panic attack and then like crazy i had to go to bed early yeah and then we found out the next day that that was happening like at the same time yeah well, it wasn't bed early you were just it was 10 p.m yeah it was 10 p.m yeah but i was just like this is really intense i feel this really heavy feeling i can't get rid of it and i don't know maybe it's not related to it but it does seem very linked to like worldly events i also start feeling that way around 9 11 every year and even if i don't realize it's 9 11 um this is why she can't she shouldn't be able to play poker she's a fucking x-man <laughs> that's what i'm saying don't let the x-mans play the poker dude. i feel you I, I have been making some really good hero calls lately Same. like where i i used to just what like the hell's a hero call okay a hero call is when they make a bluff and they're they're really good at selling their story like it does make sense with the line that they took like what they're representing they have like if they're representing they have a straight or a flush it does make sense to the way that they've been betting but I've just had like lately instead of just going off of their betting style and whether or not it makes sense logically I've been really like trying to take a moment to pause and feel them first yeah look at their before, face before yeah folding or calling and like there's been several times in the past couple tournaments which I think has helped me get to final tables a lot more where I made the craziest hero calls and like gotten gotten their stack and they're out of the tournament and I mm -hmm. have double my stack off of like something that shouldn't have been called um so yeah i do uh i, I don't know so you're a I mind reader i don't know maybe i shouldn't be allowed do you say get your get your neuro basic ass out of here <laughs> neurotypical <laughs> neurotypical ass out of here after yeah i usually like just, I just smashed your neurotypical ass <laughs> another neurotypical down the drain yeah i usually just say sorry <laughs> like i'm Good. sorry i shouldn't have done it but i, I don't well, with know that sorry we're out of time we are. Wow, this went fast. Yeah, very quick. I would like that to thank Anonajess for being Anana here. Jess, and don't forget yes. to check out all her links. <laughs> do you, you, do you don't have anything to add. I feel like you barely contributed. I contributed. Yeah. He said men don't need therapy. That's what he contributed. Guys don't need it. Too. We're too strong. <laughs> look, if you're a dude, you don't fucking no, need it. No, I think it. guys need it. I think look, I think it's good that guys Just talk about me. it. I think it's okay for guys to cry. I think it's good for guys to, well, to talk openly about their feelings. <laughs> nice. Um, I think that it's I think it's all it's all uh, awesome. I think I needed therapy two years ago. I should have got it then. Looking at myself now compared to then, I can't believe I didn't. It dragged on way too yeah. long. I wish to God I did. Yeah. And so but what was the breakthrough that you had that ended it? It was us talking on shit they don't tell you after dark. Though okay. you had therapy. You had therapy with your wife. I see. I, I did. see. I remember, so I remember you, the day. It was Ju it was July 3rd. 2019, I'll never forget it because it was so surreal and visceral at the same time. And just like, oh, my God, that's what I've been going through. I was able to put a, a, a name to it. Yeah. And then I was able to start building back from it. So for you, it it seems like if as long as you have an outlet for when things come up conditionally or whatever, like because that was your outlet was talking about it on shit they don't tell you. Oh, yeah, 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 I think so. And then, like, if you hadn't had an outlet, it would still be bottled up. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Being able to talk. Right? That's so, why I could not advocate that more for everybody, men, women, everybody. Like, talking about how you are with your friends and stuff. Like, we all, you know, small ball talk shit sucks, right? Like, actually talking about how people are. I, I wish more people did it. That's why I love um, 
Yeah, you know? not a lot of people do. Though, no, really. but, and but, not a lot of people are smart enough to have good conversations either. Exactly. Like, ask the right questions. Friends are stupid. You they know? need an autistic to ask the right questions. <laughs> but even even like independent of like of like Nikki having like the JK boys, like we, I feel like we open up to each other all the time, and mm-hmm. I think that that's so important to have in your friend group, and I'm so thankful for all that because if not for that, like it would be more just your like a single rider on the ship, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. So I also really do believe too, that when you're going through something really, really like tough, um, whatever you can do, and this sounds corny as fuck, but whatever you can do to try to make it into the best day of your life, like, mm-hmm. like I think is the, is the most productive way I've launched out of anything bad. So it's like, you know, what's something that I don't like that I do that I need to stop doing Okay, well, today's a pretty good day to start. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like th- this, this is a good catalyst moment to just start this next um, set of, series of patterns to improve myself. And I think that that, like, like going like, okay, this was a disaster. How do I turn it into the best day of my life? Right? How do I look back on that day and go, if not for that day, would I have gotten here? You know what I mean? And 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 really just embracing all of the things that you wish that you were doing. And using that as an excuse, I think is fucking awesome. And I hope I hope people know what I mean when I'm saying that. It's very clear when I say it, but like a catalyst happened. Let's say yes. you get broken up with or yes. whatever. Whatever it something is. Something that is devastating to you, you. You lose your job, whatever it is. You then take that moment and turn it into the best day of your life and then remember that day as the day that you changed your life and Yeah, day. but you gotta you gotta yeah. how is it gonna be the best day of your life? What are all the things you don't like that you do, right? Yeah. Let's it's time to start flipping those, right? Start flipping those right now. Like like changing the way that you even look at your scenery around you, changing the way that you know, the perspectives that you have about your friends and family and loved ones. Like it's just just zooming out a little bit of yourself and like cuz we all do this selfish thing, right? Where something bad happens to us and it's like why me? And it's like I'm very focused on how I just got fucked over by the world. Yeah. But if you zoom out a little bit, I wish everyone could. It's not easy to do at all. It's yeah. easy to say. You can really start to take notice of all the good things and then you can start to to appreciate more of those good things and focus on those things. I think that that I wish everyone could do that. Yeah, balance is really absolutely really key for that. Like, you know, balancing like exercise and meditation mm-hmm. and self time and then work and, um, you know, having a like a, a specific process of like where it's. For me, I have to schedule it like to make sure that I keep myself balanced because I'll just like get really into something and I won't stop if I don't have it like, hey, no, you actually you need to stop now. You need to go on a walk. That's you need exactly. to breathe some air. You need to yeah. meditate, you know, f- freshen your mind. And a lot of times I fight myself. I'm like, I don't want to, though. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, then, I do that a lot. Yeah. And then I and do it. Like, and I'm like, on time. Oh, I don't sh- want I sh- to. Yeah. <laughs> But you have to like tough shit yourself. Yeah, right? and I do it. I do it like as if it's part of my job, and I'm gonna get fired if I don't go do it. And then I I do it, and I'm like, I'm glad I did this because like it gives you so much more perspective. It helps you zoom out to when I walk past the lake and go sit there, and like I go, wow, what a beautiful place we live in. And like it doesn't really matter if something. Let's say I lost at poker that day. Well. I still get to go look at a beautiful lake. Okay. So it's fucking great. Yeah. (laughs) And like, it makes you appreciate, like it doesn't, it helps you not focus on the things that are going wrong and like helps you appreciate all the things that you love and are going right. And there's always something, there's Always. always something in your present day life that 
can be appreciated that you love that you maybe you used to wish you had and now you have it and like it's like hey i need to appreciate that more that i have that thing all right dude i was walking by the lake and i saw a dead duck oh and i, I saw was one like too the other day at least i'm not that fucking duck <laughs> And on that note, okay. thank you so much for joining us sure. on a <laughs> I hope you don't ha- see any dead ducks in your life. And but if but if you do, at least at I'm least, not that duck. At least and that's you're it? not that duck. Yeah, unless you're that duck, and then we're very sorry to. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, or, or you're that. that duck's family. We're very sorry to them as well. Um, also, Jess, uh, I mean Anana Jess is on a show called Big Mood. You should check out. It's YouTube.com/slash Big mood, I think. I think that's our handle. Nailed it. Nailed <laughs> or, it. Or listen to it on Spotify. You know, I don't know. Go if you're like, hey, we just ended this podcast. What next podcast should I listen to? Absolutely, go to Big Mood. We there talk about sex, relationships, bunch of girls talking about stuff. If you're a guy listening, you can like be a fly on the wall in a girl's locker room. Do we have locker rooms? I don't care. Um, <laughs> girls play sports. If you're a girl, we had to take mandatory PE for sure. And I would always forget my PE uniform. And oh, you were that kid that's the yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, right. That follows the narrative. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Yeah, subscribe. And we'll see you on the next. Rate us on iTunes, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We love you. Take care of yourself. Yeah, for legit. Please legit. do that. Please do.